0: back to the go for two podcast i'm liam your host and as always i'm joined by my co-host patrick patrick monday night football coming up eagles cowboys are you excited yet
1: yeah ready to go mate you've got a dallas week so it's yeah great game to watch hate that it's on monday night football Mm. what staying up nice sunday i probably won't to be honest i'll probably get up at 5am and watch it then
0: not know the score, I guess. As bad as that sounds. No,
1: no, I won't know the score. No.
0: Nice. Still confident as an Eagles fan. You're missing, obviously, is it Brandon Graham? He's out for the whole season, isn't he? Um, yeah, Brandon Graham is out. And, and Brooks is out as well, right? Yeah,
1: Mylarta, I believe, has got problems as well. So, could a be a tough one. The, offensive line tonight. the thing is, though, Eagles got Chiefs coming up after this. So, need to be winning this game, really, unless the season could spiral early on the new coach
0: so yeah maybe maybe i think you'll get to see your favorite player as well on michael parsons but he's, he's going to be rushing your backup offensive line yeah. so, so that's not ideal you still confident with the uh that cowboys will cover the spread three and a half
1: yeah i, I think so yeah
0: yeah so. i think i agree ideal for you is them cover the spread three and a half but the eagles win on the last second field goal three points that's <laughs> That's the ideal scenario. Um, But we are here to talk about everything that happened this weekend in week three of the NFL. Before we move on to an actual recap, uh, a bit of breaking news just before we hit record. Um, CJ Henderson, first round pick. I think he was like top 10 pick as well, actually, Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I think he was nine or 10 two years ago. He's been traded to the Carolina Panthers for Dan Arnold, the tight end, and a future third round pick. I believe the third round pick is for next year's draft. And for me, mate, this is just, uh, I know that they, they haven't got hardly any picks left after the Darnold and this trade, but I think this is an amazing trade for the Panthers, getting a top 10 player in a draft two years ago for a third rounder and an average tight end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. seems like a no-brainer, really, doesn't it? If that works out the way that they think it's going to do, that's, I mean, the, the defence probably just take another level up there, because it's obviously, it's played incredibly well so far, hasn't it? Indeed. Yeah. Panthers so no it's great for them it's a moment of silence though for Dan Arnold who's gone from 3-0 and to 0-3 mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah true <laughs> so, uh... not ideal for him bless him. not um, ideal you know yeah. what he's been catching a few balls as well from Darnold so yeah first year as well he's actually had any kind of consistent receptions I know it's only been three games but yeah, it's a bit of a weird one for him. But good trade for the Panthers. Did you like Henderson uh, in college? or were Because I know he wasn't um, a lot of people's first corner in that draft, but he ended up going first, didn't he? So were you a fan of his coming out of college in the draft? Uh,
1: no, I still liked him. I mean, when you get like the corners like ice, sometimes it is hard to determine the worth of where you take them, really, because I know they're so valuable. But when they're coming out of college, I mean, that just look at like, someone like... Jeff Okuda was taken so high. But just the talent's there, isn't it? you just got to harness it into foot, into the NFL, which I don't think the Jags have done at all, because he has struggled at times. So,
0: But no, it's a great trade for the Panthers. Yeah, they'll be hoping their front can help him uh, have a bit longer to cover. Yeah, a bit, a bit short time to cover guys, sorry, rather than to cover guys for an age like he has in the past. But it's a fresh start. Um, yeah, I think we're both fans of the trade. I think it's a bit of a poor trade from the Jags, to be honest. I know they... The, Went uh, in the secondary, didn't they? In free agency in the summer, but I still think overall that's a player you should be trying to keep. But we don't know how bad things are behind closed doors between him and the, uh, the coach staff. But yeah, I, I imagine it's bad if they're uh, if they're doing a trade this early. But we'll see. Panthers, obviously, Thursday night football, they won again. Went three and zero. Now they've added a corner. Um, that's probably going to start for them. So I think overall the Panthers will be really excited with this season, and things are looking good for that franchise. Uh, franchise in general. But let's yeah. uh, let's move on from the trade. Uh, a little bit of a pick recap. I didn't text it to you before actually, but this week has gone ten eight to me uh unfortunately with the Bronco- Broncos and Rams making the difference for me so I had the Broncos minus 10 and a half which so they killed the Jets uh you had what was it minus two for the Bucks I had plus two it was basically whoever wins the game wasn't what it between the game, yeah. yeah and um the Rams were were very very good so that's 10-8 to me this week I think obviously put we were tied so it puts me up two we both had the Cowboys minus three and a half tonight so it won't change tonight so you're going to be going into week four two points down mate needing to uh to put your finger out on that one
1: yeah i don't like the big spreads but i don't
0: know if you can trust the jets anymore they're going to see some big spreads aren't they now i think they're going to get worse aren't they from a betting perspective which is actually quite hard because they're bad so they shouldn't cover big spreads but sometimes you know what it's like in football teams struggle to score in the red zone you could easily cover a 13 point spread if you're a terrible team just with a bit of luck but but yeah, the Jets let you down this week. Uh, the one that we were most confident on, which we'll go on to talk about later, was actually two games. The Raiders, we were very confident on. That was minus four, obviously, with a field, field goal win. And then the Chiefs, minus six and a half, we were both very, very confident on. And actually, the Steelers, we were both very, very confident. i wrote written my notes that there were three of our most confident games, and we lost all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not good there. We did like the Packers, though, which was... Uh, which was a good one, but we'll talk about the games in a little bit more detail. But yeah, 10-8 to me, big week for Patrick coming up next week. Maybe he uh, bets on his Eagles to beat the Chiefs and that, that could be the sway, we'll see. Uh, let's move on to our first segment then, surprising performances. Uh, why don't you start us off, mate, with your... Let's go negative first. We always go Ooh, positive. Negative. Let's, go. Go ne- let's go negative. Which performance surprised you the most from a bad sense this week? I'm going to go... There's a lot, obviously, isn't there? That you, know,
1: you could go Steelers... You go Jets. I don't know how surprising the Jets is. But I'm. you know what? I'm going to go New England Patriots. Because I remember last week when I was talking about this game, I did not expect a 28-13 game. A game that the Saints led all the way through, didn't they? And it felt like they were just controlling the narrative of the game. I was reading something earlier about Josh McDaniels and just his... Of what he's scheming up so far this season, so the Pats ran 70 plays, and Mac Jones threw 51 times. I just, I mean, we've said it before, haven't we? I just don't think that that's how you breed in a rookie quarterback and win in this league. You just can't do it, can you? 51 throws. Also, Mac Jones was then the Patriots' best runner this week, six for 28 yards, just scrambling around. They got twenty-one rushing yards, except for Mac Jones. Wow! The line is just the offensive line is just
0: not good. And we were quite high on it as well, weren't we? Yeah, pre-season. we
1: were. We were quite high on preseason. I thought the Patriots were. Well, I think we both thought the Patriots were going to be better than this
0: because yeah, they do I agree. not look good at all, do they? No, I, thought, I thought the o-line especially going back to that and the running game would be really good i thought matt could be fine well originally i thought cam might start and stuff but i thought well at least they'll have a good o-line they'll have a good run game and then the rest they can build upon but the run game and the o-line in general has not been as good as we thought
1: not at all and just with the weapons that they we kind of got i know it's not top tier stuff but you know kendrick bourne myers they've got agalore brown and Bolden they've got Harris and White out the backfield and the two tight ends that they got, Henry and Smith. I just think when you when you actually watch the Patriots, everything is so short, like yeah. what McDaniels is just scheming up, everything is so short. Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking good in New England, is it? It's I feel like that's a team
0: that are completely overrated to begin with. Yeah and Johnny Smith I think has got 3 drops in all the games so far. Um obviously big tight end addition. I know Hunter Henry did get 5 receptions for 36 yards but he can sometimes be a bit of a blocker. but Johnny Smith has got the athleticism to extend the play um for for kind of longer longer receptions like he did in Tennessee but he's dropping everything at the moment. I think he finished with one reception for four yards yesterday, which was terrible. And Matt Jones ended up with, what was it, 30 for 51, like you said, but 270 yards, one TD, three interceptions. And I think one of them was a pick six and the other one was uh, got tackled down at the two-yard line. So you're talking risky passes uh, near your own red zone, basically, causing your team the game. And I think He looked good in week one. I think he looks really good in pre-season. But I think the last couple of weeks, he's looked a bit of a deer in the headlights, really. And the rush has really confused him. But it could be scheme, like you said.
1: Yeah, I mean, just asking him to throw
0: 51 times, it doesn't feel like a recipe for success at all. No, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, Especially if that run game with the O-line can't get going. This is going to keep happening. But uh, overall, Saints looked pretty good. Um, Defence did a lot. James Winston didn't have to do a lot again. We might touch on the Saints later, but their defence looks really, really good. And I think that's going to be the difference between them winning some of these games. When the defence is scoring points, they're going to be in a much better position, aren't they, I think, with this offence.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got to laugh again at Jameis. I mean, 128 yards passing, two TDs, no interceptions. It's kind of like week one, isn't it? Obviously, much less touchdown passes, but just kind of playing it safe. And that's how they're going to win, isn't it? I mean, Kamara got ridiculous amount of turning you got 27 touches didn't get an incredible amount of yards you only got 120 all-purpose yards but 27 touches for alvin kamara feels like the way that the saints are gonna win games this season
0: and when you get away from that that's when they could be in trouble yeah, and anyone that's taking a gamble on Jameis in fantasy is not happy, because even if they win games, he's getting like 130 yards or something on average. And just yeah. like, it's just it's, it's not great, but it's fun if you love defence. And I think I actually like the Saints' defence. They're fun to watch because they're so super aggressive, aren't they? They blitz a lot, the corners are big, physical. Uh, they've always been quite a high interception and turnover team, so uh, that's how they're going to try and win games. And it's a good win. I don't know, I can't remember. I think they were on the road, weren't they, as well, in New England. So Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely definitely hell of a win, but not good for, for New England. I think uh, McDaniels will be having a stern word in his ear from uh, coach this week. Uh, and that leads me on then to my bad performance of the week. We called it surprising. I don't know if I should be that surprised after last week, but I am. Uh, I've gone with my own team again. It's twice in a row now. I've gone with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm quite pro-Chiefs on the pod, so when they play badly or things go wrong, you've got to be honest and admit it. And This is a bad one. So, 30-24 loss versus the LA Chargers. And the Chargers weren't even great. I think the first three drives of theirs were were three and out, six and out, and, and midfield and punt. Um, so the Chiefs' defence really did step it up. But the Chiefs started this game with three drives that ended in. Interception, going in for a touchdown, wide open. Uh, a fumble after a 10-yard run to get down to the 20. And then Tyree Kill's first fumble, or sorry, second fumble in five seasons uh, got hit out uh, as they were driving. And they're on their 10th play at the 30-yard line. So three play, three drives, three turnovers. That meant, including the Ravens game, they were four drives for four turnovers, including the Alaire fumble. And if you take it back two more drives in the fourth quarter, they have actually five turnovers in six drives to end the Ravens game and start this game. Uh, obviously, they did come back. The offense was doing what it wants, going up and down the field. But on the last drive, when the game was tied, Mahomes threw another interception to make it four turnovers in one game. And I think overall, if you look at the score, the Chargers are a good team and you have four turnovers and you still nearly win, which is just what the Chiefs are. They only really beat themselves, unfortunately. But if you keep making the errors, then this is going to keep happening. So it's all right for Chiefs fans online or power ranking people that have them ranked one or two to say, well, they still should have won this game, which is arguably true. But if you have turnovers in the NFL, you're not going to win these games. No, absolutely. And I think if
1: I would have said to you last week, Herbert, 208 yards passing, and 4 for 11 on third down, you would have been pretty confident that the Chiefs would handily win that game. 4 yeah. of 11 on third down efficiency. You know, the Chiefs, 6 for 10. Chiefs had 33 first downs. Charges 21. Yeah, it simply just comes down to turnovers and mental errors, doesn't it? Yeah. So edwards Hilaire, that that must be the first time he's gone over a hundred yards rushing. I imagine. Is that correct? And uh,
0: first time, it. obviously, this season. But no, he did have uh, two games last year. Oh, he got Te- a
1: couple,
0: did he? Yeah, Texans and Bills. Um, <coughs> but this was his most uh, or second most in terms of average yards. So seventeen carries, a hundred yards. But again, hadn't fumbled since middle school, and he fumbled last week, and now he fumbled this week as well. So yes. it's, it's it's not good. But when you've got Mahomes throwing interceptions as well, one of which is terrible. The last interception, minute and a half to go, third and eight. Looked like we're going to have to probably punt it back. And then he throws an interception, which basically guarantees the Chargers a win, which is... Which is frustrating. Um, and I know the Chiefs have the hardest schedule in the NFL through three weeks. I think through five weeks, they actually have the second hardest because the Bills come in week five. And then after that, it gets a little bit easier. But still, these are mental errors. And to make it worse, Coach Andy Reid was taken to hospital after the game, not feeling very well. Uh, the team hopefully say that they think it's just precaution. They'll be fine. Um, but just from an Eagles and a Chiefs fan, definitely a shout out to Big Red. Because uh, we want to see him back on the sidelines next week in Philly, don't we? it against his old team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He got an amazing reception in yeah. Philadelphia. So, no, uh, obviously, he seems like it's okay, doesn't he, within himself? But whether he's going to be
0: back on the sidelines next week is uh, another question. But, yeah. A lot of fans saying the turnovers made him sick physically and mentally, uh, which which coach Eric B. Henry laughed at when he heard that, and he said the coach would be fine, but, yeah, the turnovers are going to make everyone sick if it keeps happening. So, yeah, it's bad. It's not, not been good. They're 1-2 now, bottom of the division, um, which is good if you're a Chiefs better, who wants good odds, but as a Chiefs fan, uh, <laughs> and everyone being 3-0, and apart from the Chargers, who are, what, 2-1? and Yeah, it's not been a great start, and they need to get these errors out, but Patrick Mahomes said... Uh, Watch out for next week, basically. So we'll see if the Eagles take the uh, the wrath of Mahomes. Uh, I hope they I hope they do. No offence. But yeah, not a good start. Let's move on to a positive performance then. Uh, I'm going to start actually with a team that I'm quite high on before the season. So I get to brag about them after some terrible weeks. Uh, I've gone with the Vikings for mine. Uh, I was very high on them in pre-season. We spoke about them a lot on the pod. I said how much I like Kirk Cousins. Uh, and they beat the Seahawks 30-17. to So a 13-point win uh against seattle this was in minnesota i think so it was at home but uh head of performance kirk cousins was 30 for 38 on 323 yards three touchdowns um he was a top five uh passer in terms of passer rating qbr and then pff's big time throw rate so he had an incredible weekend this weekend uh adam thielen again in the red zone absolutely incredible justin jefferson uh, what was it nine receptions I think nine or ten yeah nine receptions for 118 yards 13 yards reception so the offense looked good I think the defense has looked okay all season really I think the offense just been a bit start stop with the play calling but I think they let Cousins throw it a bit more this week and uh, it was a good win 30-17 versus a team that we think will get in the playoffs in Seattle
1: yeah absolutely and they also didn't seem to I mean obviously you always miss a top tier play, but they coped very well with that Dalvin Cook as well didn't they Alexander Mattison yeah. went over a 100 yard rushing, got a lot of touches of the ball. He had 32 touches overall. To me, this was. I'm glad you've included this, actually, because I think this was a. We spoke about it last week, didn't we? That this could be like a real close kind of 50 50 game. But yeah, the Vikings, after the first quarter, they just real took over, didn't they? Obviously, the Hawks didn't even score in the second half. but No. I like the Vikings. I know you were pretty high on them, are
0: not you? But I think Kirk Cousins is actually having a really good season as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Harrison Smith's playing well this year as well, which is no shock, is it? But it's nice to see him <clears> playing well. I think they gave a few more snaps as well to... Um, um, was it Eric Kendricks? He didn't play fully last week. He missed some snaps in the second half, but he had... The whole game, and there were like six tackles, I think, and one yeah, sack. So, sack
1: as well, didn't he?
0: Yeah, so he was good, um, which helps the defense a lot when you can get him out there and get him kind of produ- producing again, which I think is good. The Seahawks now slipped to one and two, very similar to the Chiefs, actually, where the quarterback is having to do a lot of work and the defense has given up a lot of scores. I think Chiefs and Seahawks are now both, I think the Chiefs are still the worst, but the Seahawks are like third or fourth now in red zone defense for in terms of the worst. Uh, So that's just not good. Not good for a head coach in Pete Carroll that specialises in defence. No, absolutely not. It's a a trying time for the Seahawks. Yeah, bottom of their division as well. Very similar to the Chiefs. So they're going to have to turn things around. They always tend to... Well, they used to tend to end seasons really well. Last couple of years, they've started incredibly well. But this is kind of back to the old Seahawks of yesteryear where they used to start terribly and they'd win like eight in a row and finish ten and six or whatever every single season, it would seem like. But... Uh, we'll see. Carroll's got a lot of work to do in the defence, but the Vikings have kept their season alive there, uh, getting to 1-2 to and two as well. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, who's your positive surprise performance of the week?
1: Oh, I've got to go. The Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Oh, yeah. Joey Being Covers.
1: The Steelers, first time they've won in Pittsburgh since 2015, I saw earlier, and they never trailed throughout the game. So I think that's a. It must be a massive confidence. I know... I know that Big Ben did not look good, did he? Yeah, I'm presuming you've seen that play where he just falls over and,
0: while he's throwing. Yes, And I've seen the other one where he slides to the right, runs two yards and he slings it straight into a defender's chest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's yeah. one of the
0: worst performances I've ever seen. He also ran for two first downs, three-yard runs, where I was thinking, like, oh, please just slide. Don't get hit, because he looked awful. But yeah, it, it didn't look good, did it? The clips going around Twitter.
1: No, it did not at all, and... Burrow was back to kind of you know what did he do? I mean, mix and run eighteen times, and Burrow threw eighteen times. I think that's going to have to be kind of the recipe if the Bengals want to be competitive. This as the season goes on. I mean, I know they're two and one at the moment, but obviously they're still kind of like a lower tier team, aren't they? But you've got to say that Jamar Chase. I, I don't know what people were talking about in the summer about his. Drops and everything. He looked that catch in the end zone, like fingertips when the ball was practically on the ground, running at full speed. Is incredible. I can't believe it's not flooded everywhere on the Twitter. That that must be so hard to do. That like the highest level of wide yeah. receiving because the ball is nearly on the floor. So it's, yeah, it's coming to you with a bit of speed as well, isn't it? It's not yeah, it, and he was running at speed as well, and the balls. Yeah, so yeah, I was happy for Burrow. I, I think I think the Bengal. I think I got a bit of a soft spot for the Bengals because of like Joe Burrow so much coming out of college. You kind of need to the NFL to get when the when the superstars come from college, they need to translate that, don't they, to the NFL and remain stars because so many times they come in and then two years later, you're like a Bormu you don't even want as a third string on your team. So no, I'm happy for them. And, Logan Wilson, the second year, he got two interceptions as well from yeah, Big Ben, so yeah. the only la- the only team that a linebacker can get two interceptions against got to be Big Ben, and it's just
0: <laughs> absolutely, I mean, he threw 58 times. Yeah, no, I- Najee Harris had like 16 or 18 receptions, didn't he, as well, so there's a lot of dump-offs. <laughs> it's, yeah, Najee Harris, 14 carries and it. 14 receptions. Yeah, That's that
1: yeah. just crazy. absolutely ridiculous. It's
0: Yeah, Juju and Claypool got injured as well in the game. So Najee Harris could be seeing even more targets if they're not right. I don't know what the reports are, but they both didn't finish the game uh, 100% healthy. So, yeah, next week it could be even more important. But, yeah, the Steelers' offense, I said it all. This is one I'm – I think the Vikings, I looked stupid after two weeks, but the Steelers have just proved me right. The offense looks woeful. And the offensive line, that actually looked quite good in preseason that we thought maybe is better than we predicted, we're wrong, we were we were right originally, because the amount of pressures and sacks they're giving up is incredible, uh, and the interceptions are just all poor from Big Ben, but going back to the Bengals, I like the fact that Burrow's arm, he's not never had the strongest arm, but he's accurate deep, with deep shots, so when this guy beats someone, he'll just put the ball in the right position, uh, and his knee looked a lot healthier this week, there wasn't him limping around between plays and stuff, so... Yeah, I'm happy for Joe Burrow. Great at LSU with Chase, and now that they're, they're bringing that connection to to Cincy, so we'll see that they're, they're not gonna. They might not finish bottom in their division, which would be. I sound. mean, they can go three and one Thursday night. They have got the Jags. Yeah, know. yeah, they will go three and one. I'm be betting on the Bengals for sure. Joe Burrow against the Jags. I'm all over Burrow there. I can't have Urban Meyer beating Joey Burrow. That's just not gonna work <laughs> for me. Not not as a something LSU watcher a couple of years ago. Uh, I can't have uh, Urban Meyer winning that game, but we'll see. Uh, let's move on then to winners and losers. We'll start this one off on uh, more positive, no? Uh, we'll start with some winners. I'm going to go first with Sean McVay, uh Rams head coach for multiple reasons. Like, I know you were in London this weekend. Have you seen anything back of the Rams-Buccaneers game yet? Yes, I've watched it all. Yeah, I watched um, it earlier. Did you see him celebrate at halftime when they held the uh, Buccaneers to a missed field goal. Because, yeah. yeah, he was going absolutely nuts. Um, and I kind of wanted to mention him because he also ran down the line and celebrated two touchdowns with the players before any of the offensive linemen managed to get there. He ran all the way down <laughs> and celebrated. And I was thinking, McVeigh, you're an absolute animal. Uh, and I, 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 love, I do love Carl Shanahan and I do love Andrew Reid, but I still just think McVeigh is the best play caller in the NFL. I just think Jared Goff was holding him back so much. Uh, and he looks really, really good. They obviously beat the Buccaneers 34-24, so a 10-point win. Could have been more, to be honest. The Buccaneers were passing like mads then the game to try and catch up. Stafford ended with 343 yards, four TDs. And an ex-Eagle, Deshaun Jackson, your boy... Three receptions, 120 yards, which is the most to Sean Jackson's stat line ever. He gets 120 yards off three receptions. Got a TD for himself as well. Cooper Cup got two more TDs, which I think is like six TDs now in three games, or five TDs in three games to lead the league. So Cooper Cup's on fire. Uh, The offense looked great, and Aaron Donald hit Tom Brady, and he hit Ali Marpet many, many times in this game. And I just thought the Rams looked great. And for me, I think they're the best team in the NFC. You're going for it.
1: I knew you were gonna say it. I mean
0: I'm just in I'm in you know, on the Rams.
1: When I said if the Rams win, I think there's gonna be a lot of excitement and hype on them. And I think over that, that. I can see this
0: being a rematch much later in the year. Yeah. I think which you, that, which you don't necessarily want to annoy Tom Brady, as the Chiefs found out when they spanked them in the regular season and then the Super Bowl was a different story, but
1: it was. On the on oh no, I did read the um Peter K. is uh, Peter Kay, um, Peter King's uh, Peter Kay. <laughs> football in America this morning, and he his lead story was McVeigh, who said after every game he's got like the world's most killer headache just because he's going absolutely nuts on the sideline. I can believe that as well. He's a very likable guy as well, though. And I think everyone got annoyed about like you know like eighteen months ago when everyone McVeigh's mates. We're all getting jobs. And if you were connected to McVeigh, you got a job. But he is an incredible
0: coach, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He really is. And they didn't even have Henderson either. So they were out, obviously, Henderson. They're out acres. And he does like to, to kind of build upon the run game, doesn't he? But he got 20 carries out of Sony Michelle for 67 yards. I know that's not great yards per carry, but he did enough with Michelle didn't he, to kind of get the first downs and then let Stafford cook. I just think the offence looks good. Tyler Higby looks quite good from tight end. The defence didn't look as good in week one or two, and I know they still give up 24 points, but this is the first time in 11 games the Buccaneers haven't scored 30 points. Um, So even though they gave up 24 points and they gave up some yardage to Brady, a lot of that was in garbage time, and I think that the defence looks better. Uh, And if Jalen Ramsey and Donald are on form, then this defence is going to be hard to to score against at times, I think. Definitely. quick one on the books, Uh, 10 rushes.
1: I'm taking out Brady. Brady was the highest <laughs> rushing for the Buccaneers. Three sneaks. But um, Ronald Jones, five for 11 yards. Four net, four for eight yards. you got to get more out of that, haven't you? you yeah, wouldn't. I think they
0: were scared to run on Aaron Donald, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. He's not known for... Well, I think he's a good run defender, but there was a period in his career, weren't there, where everyone used to say, oh, he can't defend the run. So just run against him. Don't ever pass, because he'll sack your quarterback all the time. But For me, I think this game proved that some teams do see him as a threat because they struggle. But I agree, they need to do some more outside runs, some more screen games, some more kind of uh, zone runs rather than kind of just up the gut. And I think that would be better for them. Uh, Because Tom Brady threw, what? how many times did he throw Was it? Uh, 55 times, 41 completing, which is crazy. 432 yards. But yeah, I agree. A lot of that was because the Rams pretty much got an early lead, didn't they? They were up, what was it? Went 7-0, then they were up 14-7, then they are up 21-7, then they were up 34-14. Yeah. Uh, so they were kind of behind the eight ball the whole time, but I agree. There was a bit of a weird one where they were only down 11 points I think, well no, 14 points the Bucks were. 4th and 4 in the red zone and they kicked the field goal rather than take the touchdown, well not take the touchdown, go for the touchdown. And I think against a team like the Rams of Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, you're going to have to not treat them like the Chiefs, but if that was the Chiefs in the playoffs, the Bucs would have gone for it on fourth down to try and score, to keep up. That's just a yeah, fact. Yeah,
1: absolutely, they would have done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that's something maybe we'll see later in the season. Um, they were a bit conservative at the start of last season, the Bucs, before they started going for it even more, but we'll see. But yeah, good performance for the Rams. Just like you said last week, I'm going to be one of the suckers buying into the hype. Stafford MVP? Uh, Not sure about that, but Sean McVay, Coach of the Year, yeah, I'll take that. Well, why not? Let's get crazy, Sean, on board. Get a few more headaches going on Sunday afternoons (laughs) after the games. Uh, Let's go on to your first winner then of the week. It's got to be special teams because
1: (laughs) not only did Tucker win the game with a NFL record six six yard field goal that smacked off the bar as well I mean that was just amazing weren't it but I know it's the Jags but this is going to be the best thing for the Jags do all season when Jamal Agnew took the field goal back from Matt Prater before half time The, the the touchdown itself is obviously incredible but the call on it is absolutely amazing if you've not watched that everybody needs to just get on Twitter and watch that call because it's absolutely amazing It's just enthralling that is the most enthralling that the Jags are going to
0: be this season isn't it yeah I agree yeah it was good and again though, that's my man Cliff Kingsbury trying to kick a 70 yard field goal whatever it was yeah right before half
1: time why just take it down mate you're playing the Jags it's gonna just it's gonna open up in the second half isn't it but yeah
0: yeah because that's the exact sort of thing that could go against you and they can have a bit of a momentum swing. I know it didn't work in the end because the Jags, uh, unfortunately, did. But they did them up, didn't it, at half-time? So. Yeah, they scored after, yeah, which is true. So, yeah, it was a strange one. But it was a hell of a play. And that kick, bouncing off the upright, was amazing, wasn't it? To go in as well. Yeah, I mean, that
1: that saved a lot of embarrassment for the Ravens there, really, didn't it? Falling to one and two in Detroit is, would not have been good at all. What did you think to Goff yesterday? He's decent stat line again, twenty two of thirty for two seventeen.
0: Yeah, no complaints there. Uh, he looks okay again, I think. I think he's got a good relationship with Hawkinson, hasn't he? Um which I think is good. Him and Swift as well actually out of the backfield, that's good. So yeah, I think he's fine. I think the O line looks really good. Um but I will just say it's easier if you keep losing games to get back into it by passing Non stop when teams are playing kind of shallower defenses. He hasn't really played a game where he needs to actually drive in the second half for anything, but yeah, I think he's good. I think he's fine. I think he should be a starting quarterback for someone every year. You know, I think he should be one of those players similar to maybe Fitzpatrick, that different style, obviously. But I think like Teddy Bridgewater, I guess he'll, he'll just, just start somewhere every single season. Um, but I don't know if he'll win the Lions many games this year, unfortunately. It's not looking good if it? you are the Lions as well. Letting the Ravens convert 4th and
1: 14 and then kicking a 66-yard field goal to beat you. It's 4th and 19 on 4th down. The game's absolutely over there, isn't it? But, yeah, it's a crushing way to win or lose. Sorry, I I just don't... Are the Lions the best, worst team? (laughs) You know, if you go... At the Jets and the Jags. Would you take the Lions?
0: Yeah, I'd take the Lions over both of those at the moment, which is a shocker, really. I thought the Jags <laughs> would be a bit better than that. But yeah, I think if you I, I think if you give me the Texans, Jets, Jags, Lions, I'd say Lions are the best team out of all those, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you, I think. But yeah, nineteen seven. The Ravens didn't look as good on offense again this week. Um oh, passing wise, not. Lamar wasn't good. He had a couple of drops though, Hollywood Brown. And Andrews basically both dropped 30-yard bombs, one one of which would have been a clear touchdown for, for Hollywood, which he tends to do every week. He tends to drop a big catch every week, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, they still got the win, which is all that matters. You don't want to beat the Chiefs at home then go and lose to the Lions. That, that's not a good look for a team, but they managed to hold out. Um, speaking of a team that holds out for, uh, for a win, another kick, I've gone with a winner of mine. I've gone with the Raiders, who beat the oh, Dolphins oh, 31-28. Uh, on the weekend podcast, they were my bet of the week for over. So, I think it was over 43.5. The total sailed over 43 43.5. I think it was 59 it landed on. Uh, went to overtime, which is mind-boggling because the Dolphins, with 40 seconds left, with, like, they're two yards out. All they were doing was trying to run. They were just running up the gut, running with the QB, and it got to fourth down, and they're, like, snapping the ball with, like, two seconds on the clock. And I'm like, oh, because they had no timeouts left. I was just thinking... Stop running it. Throw the ball one of these times to at least kill the clock and let your offensive line and your whoever's going to rush get their breath back. But they were just getting stuffed. Two yards, getting up, getting in position, then running again. It looked ridiculous. But in the end, Jacoby Brissett got in the end zone. Uh, then they scored the two point conversion, which I was thinking they were going to they were going to muck up. But they scored that. Took it to overtime. Both teams failed in overtime, to be honest, uh, quite badly. Neither team were great. But in the end, the Raiders drove it down with enough time after one big completion to Ruggs. Uh, got the field goal. I think it's Carson, isn't it, their field goal kicker? And they win again to go 3-0. and uh, Derek Carr, another 386 yards against the Dolphins. Um, but Jacoby Brissett looked pretty good. But overall, the Raiders get the job done uh, with the field goal at the end.
1: What you just described there... As in, you know, and not a lot was happening in overtime, but then they managed to squeak it out. Mate, that's what winners do. The Raiders, John Gruden, he's turning the ship.
0: Oh, God, don't tell me that.
1: In Las Vegas. Oh, I'd love the Raiders to have, like, a 9-0 and star or something. And then, yeah, I like it. I like the league and the, the Raiders are quite good. So it's, yeah, great, great win for them. I mean, did you see the safety I mean the Dolphins were up fourteen were aren't they? And then the Raiders got two points of a safety. Why what, what was that pass in the end zone? Have you seen it? No. Brissett, the throw they're in so they're in the end zone, basically, on the, the one or two yard line. He drops back and he just throws a wide receiver screen in the end zone. I thought, what are you doing?
0: Mm. Get, oh yeah. Yeah, and you're right, it. and yeah. then the
1: Raiders get the ball back and then That's a bad play call though, isn't it, on the coach. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible call. It's just dunno, I don't know what's wrong with the Dolphins. It's just not looking good, is it? I mean that I mean it makes the Patriots look even worse having that week one result, doesn't it, against the
0: Dolphins. So it's, That's true. And this is your division that you bang on about. The old <laughs> NF- what <AFC>. <laughs> It's Not looking good, but uh yeah. Raiders just just keep winning, unfortunately, um, for me. But very fortunate for their fans. Tyler, who comes on our weekend pod, is a huge Raiders fan. He's a huge Derek Carr fan. so He's absolutely buzzing at the moment. Uh, and they deserve it. They were better than the Dolphins. I think Brissett really kind of carried them in the fourth quarter just to a comeback, which was impressive to see. A lot of uh, freak plays, um, but the Raiders still get it done in overtime. Uh, let's go on to your next winner, then, of the week.
1: I'm going to go oh, you'll be pleased with this. I'm going to stay in the AFC East, the, my favourite division, and go for someone that I've been bagging on this season yeah. so far. So Josh Allen <laughs> yesterday. I mean, that is that was last season's kind of Josh Allen back, wasn't it? 32 completions, 358 yards, four touchdowns, spreading it around. Beasley got 100 yards. Emmanuel Sanders was 95 yards. You know, Diggs got six receptions. Just looked a lot better. Overall, he looked more sure of himself, less kind of, yeah, he's been quite poor on like intermediate throws through the first few weeks. But yesterday it was all back clicking. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just a a couple of early jitters in the games. It's just not looking good. Or maybe that Washington defense is not very good like we all thought it was. I know which I'd prefer it to
0: be. <laughs> I I actually don't think that defence is because we all thought. I told you a stat, didn't I, previously about um, the fact that it was crazy, actually. It was, um, it was to do with the fact that uh, most of their wins, where they had all these sacks and interceptions, were against 10 QBs, 10 of which were in stats, were in the bottom second, well, 22nd best QB in the league and down uh, four of the 10 were like backup QBs. I can't remember the exact numbers but we spoke about in the offseason. season uh, and, and the numbers weren't great. It was almost saying that, that this defense has got good people, but a lot of it is because they were against terrible quarterbacks. Uh, and I think we all overrated the defense. It doesn't look as good. I still think there'll be times when they dominate offensive lines. That's fine. But I don't think the linebacker secondary coverage unit is as good as we thought. I don't think the scheme is that good either. Um, I was listening to a podcast where they play a lot of zone. They play a lot of three high. uh, And they don't do a lot else, to be honest. They blitz on third downs, and that's about it. So uh, maybe it's a scheme issue. But, yeah, it doesn't look as good. But I do think a lot of it is still Josh Allen. I did have him down on my winners because I wanted to specifically mention someone that uh, you bag on every week. You've done it yourself, which I like. Showed awareness there. But he was great. Yeah, exactly. He was great. And there was a good podcast that I listened to that said two seasons ago, he was the red zone QB because it would get to the red zone. He'd either plough through three defensive ends and flip into the end zone or would throw the worst interception you've ever seen. And it was just every week red zone was fun. Whereas now he's the red zone QB. But all you're waiting for is what crazy thing or great thing has he done next? Whether it's it rushing, throwing on the run, throwing across his body. Um, he was really good yesterday yeah, and he did look back to his old self uh, I still think the offensive line is worse than last year or playing worse so in certain games he's going to struggle more than he did last year um, but this was definitely a high-end Josh Allen game which the Bills need a lot of uh, and with the Chiefs losing and the Chiefs-Bills coming up the Bills, if they want that one seed they've got a big chance to, to knock the Chiefs off and, and try and catch the Browns up there for that as well so uh, good week I think for, for Josh Allen Um I won't go, Josh Allen. obviously, because you took him. So on the fly, I'm going to add a random one in. Uh, I'm going to go, because we haven't spoke about this game and we missed one game in our first week, I'm going to say my winner is Young hui Koo, the kicker of the Falcons, because he is one of the only positives I can find from this game, uh, because he kicks the winning field goal as time expires to beat the Giants 17-14. This is on Eli Manning's jersey retirement night, unfortunately. Um, but Ku kicks it again he's also my kicker in four fantasy teams because he won me a league last year with six field goals in one week uh, <laughs> so I have him a lot and I, I enjoy him he's 50 yard plus he's like the second best behind Tucker now in the league for, for the last few seasons I think he's third behind Tucker and Butker uh, for total percentage of kicks made so he's been a great kicker for the Falcons this game was absolutely disgusting to watch wasn't good so I don't want to talk about it too much but uh, Ku does it again for the Falcons Falcons finally win they avoid 0-3, which is basically right off for the season. And my question to you is, did you see Eli's jersey retirement or did you miss the the proceedings? Because it was hilarious. No, I've missed it. They made him recreate the helmet catch on the field as, oh, the, no. as the number went up. Uh, and he did it, but it was just... Yeah, it didn't look good. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so that's
1: actually making me cringe just listening
0: to you tell me. Yeah, no, we used to go back and watch it. It's hilarious. Uh, I I I did. I only saw the highlight uh, of it afterwards on Twitter because people were talking about it. So I don't know if it was actually Tyree that was doing it and they recreated it or if they just got a random person to recreate it. But yeah, it wasn't good. And then uh, Eli Manning, point two aka Daniel Jones, was back to his old tricks again, not being very good. So the Giants fall to 0-3 and I'm going to add them actually to the bottom teams in the league and I think I take the Lions over the Giants as well because this is like four 0-3 seasons out of the last five years now and there's something like there's something like 50-8 and eight since that famous picture on the boat was taken uh, You only they got the worst in record in the NFL I don't know, since, yeah, that since that, yeah um, which never should have happened and I think they would have won the playoff game if they didn't do that but yeah, it's absolutely mind-boggling. But the Falcons win, Giants lose. Uh, speaking of losers, let's move on to losers of the week. Oh, well,
1: then I've got one last winner yet.
0: Oh yeah, shoot, go for it.
1: Yeah, let's not forget. And this is, yeah, I'm going to go for a team that you were bagging on, just uh, like Josh Allen was come back. But I'm going to go the Titans. Oh I'm not yeah. Saying that they were um, like a uh, played incredible. I mean, Derek Henry went over a hundred yards, but Tannehill had a couple of interceptions, but. You look at the division now. I'm actually looking at the standings. Mate, the Colts, Norton 3, the Jags obviously are horrible. The Texans have won one game. This division, it's going to be hard for the Titans to lose now. (laughs) What,
0: the division or lose any games?
1: No, just lose the division. I just don't, you know, win those divisional games that they've got coming up. Texans, Jags, another one against the Colts. Mate, it's all... It feels like it's all sewn up already because the Colts do not look like they're going to go on a big winning
0: streak. No, they don't. The injury bug just keeps hitting them as well. Nelson got carted off, didn't he, with an ankle injury. Yeah. Probably probably going to miss next week. They're 0-3 again. Um, and there was that crazy record I told you, wasn't it? It's 92% of 0-2 teams don't make the playoffs. And now there's an extra game. The correlation is they expect it to be about 92 to 94% of 0-3 teams don't make the playoffs ever. So the high chance, the chance of the Colts coming back from that to even make the playoffs as a wild card is slim. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. To win the division, it looks to be over. Uh, I, I just think, don't you think the Titans are going to be one of these teams? They do well. They win a lot of games in divisions. They win a couple of tight ones. They lose a couple of games they shouldn't lose. And then it gets to the playoffs and you don't really know how good they are. And they're either going to be terrible or great in the first week of the playoffs. And you don't really know just because of how bad the defense is. No, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's like one of those, isn't it? It's you get to the
1: playoffs. If they're on the road, I don't know if they go on the road in Kansas City. You just don't know what's going to happen. It could be forty-two-zero, the Chiefs, or the <laughs> Titans could just Derrick Henry all day long and win the 50, game. Fifty-fifty forty-nine would be a Titans score at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, they are, especially with the division. They should be winding down earlier this year. I just, yeah, I remember thinking this was a pivotal game at the start, yeah. but then I expect I don't know why I expected this, but I expected just Wentz to be a little, just not have two broken ankles and then still play <laughs> Nine, 19 of 37 yesterday for 194 yards.
0: But you were, you were quietly confident the cops could get 10 wins this season. Um, well, yeah, that is not going to happen, is it? <laughs> yeah, they have to win a lot of games now if they want to win 10 games. But yeah, I think times were good. Julio Jones, pretty good uh titans i think forced a couple of fumbles as well didn't they which was good uh, and if you win that's what i said about the chiefs earlier who obviously lost with that many turnovers but the titans have two interceptions and still one which kind of just shows that they are the better football team because they can kind of go past the turnovers still win uh, and if they had a game where they didn't have turnovers i think they, they'd score 30 on the colts quite comfortably and beat them by three or four touchdowns so yeah i think the titans look relatively good the defense still not great but uh that does actually lead me on to my loser, and I think I've mentioned him every week now, but I'm just going to keep the train going. Uh, I had Carson Wentz as <laughs> my loser, because I think it's good for you because he actually played, uh, which is great for your first round oh,
1: keep them snap counts up, baby. That's all we want.
0: Yeah, and if they have a terrible record, you could have two top-end... Picked. You've also got another pick, haven't you? I can't remember who that's off. It's off the yeah, we've got Dolphins pick. Yeah, who are also one and two as well. for so oh, three, one and two. So, yeah, it looks good for the Eagles. But going back to Wentz, yeah, nine to 37, play with two broken ankles, as you referred to. Uh, 194 yards overall, which is not great. They obviously lost. Um, and I just think it's terrible. His third down efficiency rate was three for 12, which is awful. He got sacked twice, which PFF both. Um, Blame on him basically uh, In terms of sacks Uh, Penalties uh, They had 66 yards of penalties Two of which from him calling the wrong cadence According to beat reporters for the Colts It said basically he was clapping clapping For them to snap it Um, But they thought he was trying to get the team to go offside And they basically false started twice And that was on the same drive Uh, So yeah Wentz not great He didn't throw any interceptions He didn't fumble the ball himself But overall he just doesn't look good It looks as bad as we thought But I still think if he doesn't get a major injury, the Eagles will get the pick, which is actually probably even worse for the Colts. I wonder if they'd be so bad that eventually they're going to sit him down because they don't want to give... Yeah, if you get to like one and seven, you're like, right, Wentz, we can play him for this amount of games before we owe the pick. Let's play him for all those games so we can look at him for next season a bit more. And then after that, let's look at Eason and see if we can tank our pick and not play Wentz. Because there's no way you can let the Eagles have your top 10 pick and you end up with Carson Wentz. That's a tragedy.
1: <laughs> no, that's, I, I think that's a situation that feels highly likely to happen. This week, coming up, the Colts, Colts and Dolphins in the Eagle draft pick bowl. So I'd, I'd actually like the Colts to win that game just to delay the benching later in the season. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just
0: I need them to get a couple of wins. Just keep <laughs> going and then... Yeah, yeah, that's what you need. I, I I hope there'll be a provision in the deal for that, but probably not if they deliberately sit him down. Uh, I don't I, know if the, I, I, it. I don't know if the wording is for injury, but they could easily just say he's got a, a sore knee, couldn't they, and just rest him. So, yeah, I think you do need the Colts to start winning a few games. A because you were banging on about him all summer on the podcast, <laughs> and B because you want that pick. So we'll see. Uh, let's move on then from Wentz. Speak about him every week, it seems. Uh, let's go on
1: to your first loser of the week. I'm going to have to go. We've spoke about one of these teams a little bit, but I'm going to have to go for New York City yeah. because, mate, I don't know what is happening there. Are they ever going to win? I'd love them <laughs> to be both playing each other this week. I think it'd just go to like a 4-4 four, four, four tie. Just like two yeah, seven be,
0: be a tie for sure. But, sure. mate, the
1: Jets just look awful. You know, the defence is giving up an average of 22 points per game. For for an NFL team, that should give you a chance to be <laughs> at least competitive. Doesn't it? <laughs> it? But it doesn't. It's like, well, they scored six points in the last two weeks. Well, they scored in the first week. So they scored 20 points in three weeks. I mm-hmm. mean, even yesterday, one I, I can't remember the offensive lineman's name. that come out and said, Zach Wilson, you know, we need him to... When you step up to the NFL, you need to get rid of the ball quick. And I'm thinking, my God, this guy is, like, running for his life.
0: Yeah, that's rich for an offensive lineman for this team. I obviously. know, yeah,
1: who's giving up all the pressures and whatever. The, the Jets' offensive line does not look good. I know they're missing Beckton, aren't they, at the moment? But, yeah, it's just not looking great there at all. There's no run game at all. Zach Wilson has zero time. And, obviously, he feels forced and he's making... Bad errors, isn't he? Another two interceptions yesterday. But, yeah, it's it's not looking good there. I would say that if I was forced to pick a winner, if my life was on the line, I'd probably pick the Giants over the Jets.
0: Yeah, I would pick the Giants over the Jets as well. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good one. I did have a... I I will add an extra one in. So I, I did put Zach Wilson down, but I put Zach Wilson Trevor Lawrence... Three games, seven interceptions now between each. Fourteen between the two best quarterbacks, one and two in the draft, which is just woeful. But, yeah, I agree with you. The Jets' offensive line is not helping. It's terrible. At least Trevor Lawrence has got five TDs. Zach Wilson's going off two and seven, which is a terrible, (laughs) terrible window. He hasn't had a 300-yard game yet. Uh, His yards per attempt is relatively okay. But, yeah, he's just not looking great. But I agree with you. New York football in general is not looking great. Uh, I think the Jets still have their QB for the future, I think. But they really need to go offensive line heavy as soon as they can and fix that. Whereas the Giants, go back to your New York football, they need a new quarterback. This is the year for them, isn't it? And if you watch college football at all, which I know you do, none of the uh, picks for this year, apart from maybe uh, the guy from Liberty, none of them have looked quite as good as what you think. So uh, it might not be a great year for the Giants to suck, but they're going to suck. So it, it just seems like New York football is a disaster, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, Malik Willis from Liberty he looks, he looks very good, good. Yeah, year, but it's, yeah, it's not been great so far in college football because Rattler's not been
0: great. I mean, Rattler was getting booed. Yeah, I know. Well, as soon as
1: fans this week,
0: so yeah. Yeah, and Howell was getting booed in week one. Um, yeah, he was, Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking good. I have actually, I've got a large amount of money on Rattler to be number one pick for obvious, well, not for obvious reasons. Listeners won't know, but I love Spencer Rattler and uh, Patrick's even made me a hoodie of Spencer Rattler specifically because I love him so much. And now I've had to put a Malik bet on because uh, he's like 14 to one to be first pick in the draft. And the first pick in the draft will be a QB. It doesn't matter. For me, unless someone really bad who's got a QB doesn't want to trade it and they go with Lemo. Is it from uh, Oregon? The edge rusher? I've forgotten his name now. Um, He's going to be the, the the best player in the draft, but anyone else gets it, it's going to be a QB. So I've had to put Malik in as a bet because uh, Spencer Rattler doesn't look like he's going to go number one right now, and Howell can't go number one either. So it's not looking it's not looking great if you need a quarterback, which uh, the Giants the Giants do. Uh, speaking of QBs from college, uh, my next loser is Justin Fields. Um, I should I I should kind of also say the Bears' offensive line. Uh, I'm a Fields fan and I was on a podcast talking about Ohio State quarterbacks a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying to defend that he's different. (laughs) Uh, This week, that's not a lot of evidence to prove that he's different from the previous guys. Uh, They obviously lost. I think at one point, the total yardage was minus one offensive yards for the game, and this was in the third quarter. He finished the game... Oh, this is so bad. Six for 20, 68 yards. That is 68 yards. Uh, And as a team, their passing yards net finished Just one, yeah, which is just awful. Yards per play, 1.1 third down, they were one for 11. Uh, nine sacks allowed, nine sacks, which I think three and a half went to um Miles Garrett, but yeah, four and a half that was the Brown's
1: record, yeah, Yeah.
0: four and a half. They had nine sacks, seven punts, one third down. What is going on? Like, it's not all Justin Fields' fault, but and I like Fields, as I said, but. I put him down just because we were all hyping up his debut. Uh, the NFL betting lines moved all around the world uh, from like seven and a half to six and a half an hour before kickoff because he was playing. Uh, rounds, 26-6. Fields looks bad, and the O-line looked like the worst I've seen even compared to the Giants. So, yeah, not a good week for the Bears, for Fields.
1: No, the Bears were my uh, second losers, but I didn't go with um, Fields. I just put sad Bears because that
0: was just... Yeah, not good, are they? No, that O-line's bad. Uh, And do you hear what uh, Matt Nagy said afterwards? He just went, they just asked him, and he's just like, he said, oh, well, what can I say? It's just terrible, isn't it? Did you see how bad we looked out there? Question mark. We looked so bad out there. And that's his literal quote, and the press are like, you're the guy who's supposed to fix this. Uh, Yeah, I I think he's got to get fired. Like, especially if they go back to Dalton. I know Fields didn't look great, but to go then back to Dalton would just be terrible. But... Yeah, I don't know. What what do you think about them? What, do you think they should just keep tanking? Do you think they should go back to Darwin to save fields from all these sacks potentially or should they make a trade for an offensive lineman? Like what, what can they do? I, I, to wouldn't go out? Make,
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't make a trade. I think you you kind of you've got what you've got. Don't try what are you going to do, you're not going to win the division are you? That's clear, isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. Mike Nagy's going to get fired. As yeah, far as keeping Fields in, I suppose it kind of makes sense once he's you know you've given up the draft picks and he's seen the field, but it's yeah, it's hard for him, isn't it? Great game coming up Sunday. Bears Lions.
0: <laughs> I forgot, I'll be betting on the Lions. Yeah, yeah I tell Jared, you what, Jared Goff's that. Jared Goff, I'm all about Jared Goff versus the Bears, but yeah, it's not good. They gave a the first round pick up, didn't they, as well to the Giants, which is great for the Giants uh, for fields. Yeah. So. Um, a lot of these teams have got multiple first-round picks are uh, uh, looking very fortunate right now, which is interesting. Um, all right, have you got another one to replace the Bears? Or are you happy? I, I, I the am
1: indeed. I'm just going to move up. I'm going to move up the the Seahawks. Obviously, we spoke about the game earlier, and Ross yeah. is kind of doing it all and whatnot. But, mate, you look at the standings in the NFC West now. They're 1-2. and two. Rams and Cardinals, 3-0. 49ers, 2-1. and one. Mate, that and, is going to be so hard now. Yeah. And the
0: 49ers have got the easiest schedule.
1: Yeah, you know, the forty nine
0: have got a nice schedule and so they'll get ten wins easily. What and the Seahawks have got what? Fourteen games left. And to get to ten games, they'll have to go what? Well, they've got to go nine and four, <laughs> nine and five at worst to finish with yeah. a ten temporary season.
1: Division games are just gonna be so important. They're gonna to have to take the majority of the I you know it sounds ridiculous after week three, but it just it is what it is, isn't it? You're gonna I mean Thursday night in week five, they've got the Rams. I mean I mean they've got forty ers coming up this week, then the Rams. So it's yeah. could be over. I mean, or oh, we could be could be flipping it back in and they're back in it, but just the way that the division is set up, you cannot lose these games like playing the Vikings and then playing the Titans out of your division. You cannot lose those games, can you, against kind of, you know, mid to average NFL teams. It's
0: so difficult in that division. No, I think one and two as well, which they are. Um, if that turns to one and four, and you would be 0 and two in your division. I know they historically played the Cardinals pretty well, and you, but you'd have lost to the Rams and 49ers. There's just no way back there for me at one and four. There's not even a wild card space there, because I think your division, they've obviously beaten you twice if you go one and four, so they've gotten better. And I just think if they go to one and four, there's no forget the division, there's no way they can finish high enough in a wild card seeding because every team in their division will have a much higher percentage chance of getting there. And then you've got other teams as well, obviously, with the Bucks guaranteed, the Packers pretty much guaranteed, the Vikings if they win a couple of their tough games. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, an, it's a nightmare. For me, they have to beat the 49ers next week because they're the team that are the most close to them in terms of the standings, obviously. And I think you can get to two and two joint with the 49ers, can't you? And then, yeah, I think the Rams will probably win the division. But I think they have to beat the 49ers. There's no way they can go one and three for me. No, I agree with you. But what a slate this is! Five
1: past nine next week. Forty ers Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. Wow.
0: Yeah, I've been watching the Rams, and I've fell in love with McVeigh so much. So there we go. <laughs> Let's get a dual screen, NFC West screen. Um, yeah, get their, nice. get their own get their own channel on Sky. Why not? Obviously. Uh that actually leads me on to my loser, which is quite nice. Uh, NFC West team. I went with the Forty Nineers. Uh, they were favourite at home, obviously, to beat the Packers. Uh, and Jimmy G was pretty average. So 24 for 40, 257 yards, two TDs, one interception. Um, but overall, the reason I've done this is because they came back with a minute and a half to go. They scored a touchdown, with Kyle check uh, I don't actually know why the scoring worked out. It didn't. Maybe they missed a kick earlier in the game. I'm not quite sure, but um, they scored a TD. But I realized watching the game back this morning and because the Twitter was going mad, when they snapped the ball, I think it was first down as well first and goal, or second and goal, when they snap the ball, there's 15 seconds left on the play clock. And they had a timeout, two timeouts, why are you leaving time? Just You could let that run all the way down if you have to. or just fr- If you're throwing it anyway, if there's no, if there's no uh, catch, the clock will stop anyway. They snap the ball, 14 seconds left on the play card. They score. That gives at least Rodgers 14 extra seconds, which I think made it from 18 seconds to 32. And then Rodgers goes down the other end, incredible, past Devontae Adams. They win 30 to 28. So I think overall, it's no shame to lose at the back. It's 38 to 28. But I think the game management there, which certain Kyle Shanahan has shown previously, isn't great, is it? To lead those 14 seconds on a play clock when you're confident in your offence. And worst case, if you catch it and you get called short and time's running out, you can just call yourself a timeout. But they left time on the clock, they lose to Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I just think, yeah, it was a very bad end to the game, time-wise, for the 49ers.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Because like we just said about the Seahawks, every single non-division game in there, is massive when you got obviously you like you know you play the Packers at home and it, you you know it's going to be within two points. I don't think that shocked us at all, did it? We, there was going to no. be a victor within two points, but the fact that you've got the game in your hands there, you just got to be smarter than that, haven't you? It's just those plays like that is going to separate the division winners from you know maybe missing out the wild card. It's yeah, it's real tough there, especially now the schedule that the Forty ers have got so. See, so, yeah, they got another one. It's they got Hawks and then Cardinals in the next two weeks. It's like in two weeks' time, are they going to be looking at that 14 seconds and thinking, "Yeah, man, we needed that game," because now it's not looking good in the division. You just got to be
0: smarter, haven't you? Yeah, I agree. It's just it's just little things, and the thing is with that is, yes, they've got an easier schedule, but this is the sort of game. If you win against the Packers there's a high, much higher chance you can have to win your division because you've got that easier schedule. Whereas now, those easier games are just must win to have a chance to even come second, you know? I'm not saying they can't win the division, but, I mean, if you win a game where maybe you shouldn't, that's just such a higher percentage chance when you've got an easy game at the end of the year to make it up. But, yeah, it's just a bit of silly clock management that frustrates me when NFL coaches do it. Um, but, yeah, that's my last loser of the week. I think you've got one final one just to uh, end the show? One final one. Yeah, and I'm going to have to go back...
1: To the Washington defense, because <laughs> I just don't think that this is quite as advertised. Because they've not—I mean, they didn't look good against the the beat the Giants. The defense didn't look great there, did they? Against no. the Giants, I mean, the Giants put up some decent yardage there. Just kind of looking back, I mean, the Giants put four hundred yards in Washington. That was Daniel
0: Jones' best ever game as well in QBR passer rating, PFF grade, big time throws, and it was against the defense that I think we said we think they were probably second best in the league, maybe not quite the best, but they're not looking like a top five unit right now, let alone the second best. And absolutely not. I wouldn't. You you couldn't
1: put them near top five, could you? Just, just because how it is. I mean now, interesting game coming up really because they've got the falcons who have been kind of dominated on the offensive line so this might see whether the bully ball will kind of come back from washington if it doesn't and matt ryan slices the football team up yeah i think you kiss goodbye to your top 10 defense and you you kind of division win i think i think the yeah, it's not looking good for the Washington football team, is it? Especially with Heineken. Heineke had a very mixed week, didn't he? His yeah. stat line as well is kind of crazy. 14-24, it 2-12, was, it was two touchdowns, two interceptions. It's poor running as well, Antonio Gibson. I know he had a big reception, didn't he? So that's mm-hmm. 73 yards, but... Yeah, overall, I'm afraid I don't think they're quite the team that I've been touted to on Twitter,
0: unfortunately. No, I'd agree. I will not have much We touched on them, but yeah, I do agree. Um, Mitch Schwartz, who's the ex-Chiefs uh, tackle, he's got a podcast on The Athletic with Robert Mays now, uh, and they were talking about it, and like I said before, It's really only Allen that's winning the one-on-one battles. Um, No one else on the defensive line is. And the linebackers are getting lost in coverage. So it just looks like the scheme is a bit confusing. And they maybe need to do something a bit better with that. Uh, And obviously hope Chase Young can kind of start winning his one-on-ones a little bit more. Whilst Jonathan Allen gets doubled a bit more. But yeah, they need to improve. Because their offense is just not going to be good enough. Probably even with Fitzpatrick. If you told me their defense was not a top 10 unit with Fitzpatrick. They're not making the playoffs anyway. And with Heineke, I don't know if it's even much of a step down. But... Uh, I just think there's no way if you don't have a top three four defence that they can have a chance. So, yeah, I think the season's not looking good. And as an Eagles fan, that's very positive for you to hear, because there's maybe a chance if you can win tonight that uh, you can get yourself in the hunt for it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll never know. I'll tell you tomorrow. Interesting division, yeah. Uh, we didn't just record this podcast because the Casey Eagles today, Casey Eagles lost tomorrow and Patrick was uh, fuming. Uh, we have to due to schedule, but I tell you what, I would love to record a podcast uh, the day after a Cowboys Eagles game to see your reaction, but we'll have to wait till, uh, till later on the season. Um, that wraps up then for this one. Uh, we're going to be coming back, we're not sure again, same as every week, it could be Thursday or Friday with our preview show for, for week four, which seems crazy. There's week four already, but there we are and then Saturday we'll release our mini pod with Tyler uh, and then myself as well talking about some betting and some fantasy stuff uh, go follow us at, at go for two pod be in the number two go follow Patrick at, at Mugs NFL uh, and we will speak to you soon yeah I'll speak to you soon guys uh,